Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. It's so tempting for a believer in Christ to share not the truth exactly, but a more palatable version of the truth. Today, Pastor J.D. will explain how you must share God's truth in His Word as it is written. Don't change it to appeal to more people. Don't water it down to fit into society's hopes. You must speak the truth as it is. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 6th, 2022. Concerning this quote that they, speaking of the government or the CDC, NIH, all of the above, are not going to put out a vaccine that's going to hurt people. There is now evidence coming out because of this, by the way, that, again, provable, documented evidence that many of the disorders today are due to so-called vaccine injury. All of these disorders, and if you, if you can wrap your mind around just how evil this is, a pharmacia, um, and this is verifiable and documented. So what they do is they injure people, and then now they've got a customer for life that has to take the medication from them for the injury from them for the rest of their life, and that translates out to, and this is probably even a guesstimate, as they say, trillions with a T dollars. Trillions with a T dollars. What do you mean by disorders? Oh, uh, ADHD, asthma, bipolar, uh, of course, uh, this is a hard one, autism. Just to mention a few. Still quoting, we're almost done, so just bear with me. There's an instructive moment at the end of Warren's interview with Collins. The pastor misquotes Proverbs 4, saying, get the facts at any price. That, of course, is not what the verse says. It says, get wisdom at any price. And it was wisdom that was severely lacking when so many pastors and ministry heads recklessly turned over their platforms, influence, and credibility to a government official who had done little to demonstrate he deserved them. What's going on? 
What's happening here? What's happening to us? What's happening to the church? Well, the Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy in his second letter, the fourth chapter, beginning in verse 1, he says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing and His kingdom, that's the rapture, you see the delineation there, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Yeah, but if I do that, they don't want to hear that. No, they need to hear that. They need. Do you love them? Tell them what they need to hear. Oh, I get it. You don't love them. Because if you really love them, you would tell them the truth in love. Because of love. Oh, I know what's going on here. You love yourself. You don't love them. So you're not going to tell them the truth. Because you don't love them. Because if you really love them, you would tell them the truth. You want them to love you. That's why you won't tell them. Because you think that if you tell them the truth, they're not going to come back. They won't like you. They'll unfriend you on social media, by the way, and unfollow you. And they'll let you know too. I'm not, I'm unsubscribing. Okay. In verse 3, the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit explains why it is that he's given this charge. He says, for the time will come, that time is here, that time is now, when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Speak only smooth things. Tell me everything's going to be okay. Peace, peace, when there's no peace. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Wow. I think that says it all. Let me just um, maybe expound on this real quick before we move on. Get the picture here in your mind about this prophecy yet future that I believe is being fulfilled right before our very eyes in our day at this time. He's saying there will come a time when people will flock in great numbers to pastors, faith leaders, who tell them what they want to hear. It's going to be okay. No worries. It's all good. We're going to get through this. We're in this together. We're going to get back to new normal. Listen, <laughs> I can I get off that bus? I don't want to go back to even normal, let alone new normal. I don't want to go back. I want to go up. 
Won't go up. You can clap. It's okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That's for you, Lord. Because <laughs> it's true. But so, again, let me just bear with me, because not only will they flock in great numbers to those teachers that will only teach them what they want to hear, they're actually going to punish, penalize those who are teaching sound doctrine. Those who are speaking the truth and preaching the Word and teaching the truth, the hard truth that they don't want to hear, but need to hear. Because as Peter said to Jesus, you alone have the words of eternal life. We're talking about life and death, not life and death in this world, but eternal life and eternal death. That's what we're talking about here. All right, this brings me full circle to how we began with the aforementioned hope, strength, and encouragement in the Lord to face all of this. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to share with you just three of the many, I mean many, scriptures that assure us of God's promise to us that there is hope because He is faithful. No one who ever puts their hope in the Lord in the face of unspeakable evil, and it is unspeakable evil, will ever be disappointed or let down no matter what. Isaiah 49, second part of verse 23, those who hope in me, declares the Lord, will never be disappointed. Isaiah chapter 48, passage familiar to most, beginning in verse 29, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord <laughs> will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You'll forgive the growl. That's, uh, <laughs> I love that, I love that, I love that. Those who hope in the Lord? Ah. Lastly, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly. Can I just say that word again? Unswervingly to the hope we profess, for He who promised is faithful. That's what I'm talking about, huh? 
That was pretty good for an Arab trying to be local, yeah? (laughs) I want to bring back what the Apostle Peter said about giving to everyone who asks, keyword asks, an answer of that hope that we have. When was the last time? And I again, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to say this and ask this as lovingly as I possibly can. When was the last time somebody asked you about the hope that you have? What do you mean? Well, when was the last time somebody came up to you and said something along the lines of, "Man, what is it about you?" I mean, you just, you just have joy and hope, and it makes me sick, because (laughs) I want what you got. What what are you, you know, what is it about you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Well, here's the problem. If they're not asking, maybe it's because they don't have any reason to ask, because they don't see any hope. Oof. Okay, I'm getting convicted here too, so (laughs) now think about that. There's something peculiar about you. I mean, with everything that's going on, and I look at you, and you are just, there's a joy about you, there's a peace about you, there's, there's a hope about you. I want that. Is it real? They want it to be real. Here's the bottom line. People today, like never before by the way, are looking to what I'll affectionately refer to as real deal Christians, because they need hope. And if they see hope in you, I promise you they'll ask you, And then when they ask you, ah, yes! Wait, did you, wait, wait, did did you just ask me about why I'm so hopeful? Oh, oh, thank you Lord. See now you can get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. One more thing on this. They want you to be the real deal. Because if you're the real deal and you have hope, that means they too can have the hope that you have. And it's this hope, not only in Jesus, but the return of Jesus. Oh, I know, we Titus 2 verse 13, the blessed hope. But it's not the blessed, I sure hope so. It's not the, the, the blessed man, I, I, I wish hope. No, it's, I know hope. I know hope. 
I know Jesus is coming because He said He was going to come, and He promised me He would come, and He cannot break a promise. He's given me His Word, and He cannot go back on His Word. He's given me His Word. And not only has He given me His Word, He's told me in His Word what the world is going to look like before He comes to take me out of this world. (sighs) Oh, He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. That's why I have hope. Wait, that, that's your hope? I was talking to this other guy the other day, and he's kind of hoping for, you know, 2024. Oh, no, you didn't again. Oh, yes, I did again. And I'll continue again. That's not where my hope is. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is in Jesus. Blessed assurance. Thank you so much for that, Capone. You know, my mom would sing that song in church when I was a little boy. I'm back there crying like a man and a baby too. Just blessed assurance. All right. You know the purpose of these updates, right? is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus, which is why we end the updates with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? The gospel is good news. The good news that Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day and is coming back again one day soon and very soon. What are the ABCs of salvation? Just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, that you need a Savior. Because unless and until you acknowledge your sin, you're not interested in a Savior, no need. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well now we've got a sin problem to deal with. And that's the bad news, because certainly it must carry with it a penalty. It does. It's the death penalty. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But, here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A, here's the B, and the B is central, meaning that the A is what brings us to the B, believe, and the C is the expression of the B, call or confess. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10, says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, 
And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13 says that all, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. It's so childlike simple. I implore you today, if you're here or watching online, and you're watching online for a reason, by the way, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, acknowledging your sin, putting your trust in Him for the forgiveness of sin, I implore you today, today is the day of salvation. Please, please, please do not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Can I share a miracle with you today? Today's But God testimony comes from Heather Olson in Tennessee, who writes, Greetings. wanted to share a miracle. My husband, Kirk, got double pneumonia due to COVID a week into the new year. He went to our local emergency room on the 11th and put on a ventilator on the 14th with a 5% chance of survival. He also has primary progressive MS, the worst kind of MS you can have, so he had a lot against him. They used remdesivir, the only drug that they use. I couldn't get them to use anything else, so I left it in God's hands. Kirk did well at first, then had a setback for two to three days, and then he began to very slowly improve. They don't like to keep people on a vent at our hospital for more than 12 to 14 days. He was on day 13, and they asked me for permission to do a tracheotomy, which I consented to as I was willing to do anything to save him. No exaggeration. Kirk had over 3,000 people praying specific prayers for him. I told God that he's the God of the impossible, and to grant us this miracle. For a few days I was almost paralyzed by fear of losing my husband, and would have to rebuke Satan for this many times. But God heard the prayers of his bride, heard my desperate prayers, and granted us our miracle. When I came to see Kirk this past Saturday, he was off the vent and breathing on his own. Only God could have done this, and I give him all the glory and all the praise for giving us our but God miracle. Kirk will be going to rehab for physical and occupational therapy and swallow tests that hopefully he does well with so he can have the trach removed sooner rather than later and be back home with our kids and me. When things like this happen, and there's a very good chance you could lose that loved one that you're very close to, you learn the hard way just how much you take that loved one for granted. I was doubly blessed to get my second chance. Many blessings to you, Pastor Kirk, and I love you. Praise the Lord. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. 
Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.